Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. It's so good to have you back with us. The title of the series is Change Begins in the Mind. I said in the audio there, Change Your Mind. I believe that was a, a previous title of a similar series, but yeah, it is Changing Your Mind. Changing your mind. You ever wonder why you've done some crazy stuff? It all started in the mind, huh? It all started in your mind. You say, why did I do that? Why did they do that? How did he wind up in jail? How did they wind up doing that? It all started in the mind. It all starts in the mind. Scripture says, as a man thinks in his heart, as a person thinks in their heart, right? That's, that's who they are. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't, don't start to feel condemned and say, man, I've battled with some thoughts. Does that mean I'm evil? No. There's temptation, and it's the battlefield of the mind, as Joyce Meyer calls it. That's where the battle is, isn't it? It's in the mind. But you learn, as you grow in God, you learn to change the channel, don't you? I've used this example before, and I think it's so fitting. It's not my example. I'm sure I'm borrowing it from somebody. But you, you've ever changed channels and you get to something offensive, what do you do? You don't stop there, right? But the problem is once in a while you do get to something offensive and you're morbidly fascinated with it. You ever done that before? Like, oh my gosh. No, change it. Change the channel. Change the channel. You can do that in your mind. You say, man, I can't, I can't control how I think. Oh yeah, you can only think about one thing at once. You can only focus on one thing at once. Your mind moves so fast that sometimes you think you're thinking about a thousand things, but it's still one after the other. You can only think about one thing at once. And it all starts here. It begins in the mind. And remember, if you don't allow God to heal you, your emotions, your past, then you're on a merry-go-round. Have you ever felt like you were doing that? You guys know what a merry-go-round is? Dun, 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 dun. It's going in circles. You're like, oh, I'm in the same place. Oh, here we go again. I'm in the same place. And I hear people over the years, they say, man, you know, I came to God and he helped me to do a 360. I hope not. A 360 is a full circle. So that means you're back where you started. No, he helped you to do a 180. A 180 is a perfect example of a half turn. You're going this direction, you turn around and go the other direction. That's a 180. I'll never forget, I think it was Jason Kidd, and what was it, in the early 2000s, Jason Kidd, they, they, they moved him to the New Jersey Nets, great point guard, I don't know that he ever won a championship, but he said, man, I'm going to help this team do a 360, brother, I don't think so, I, you keep saying that, I don't think it means what you think it means, right, 180, you turn around and you go the opposite direction, all right, you turn around, so once again, if you don't allow God to heal you, your emotions, your past, your thinking, then you're on a merry-go-round, and you don't want that. And it all starts here. Let's go to Joel 2.13. Joel 2.13. Everybody, please put your phones on silent for me. Thank you. Joel 2.13. Now, this, this verse, I brought it up last week, and this, this really impacted me in the last few weeks of reading and studying this verse. I love this because it talks about how real change begins inside. Don't tear your clothing in your grief. The Jews and the people of the Middle East, when they grieved or when they were upset, they would tear their clothing. And that's fine. But 
Scripture says here, don't tear your clothing in grief. In other words, in other words, don't let it just be an outward show of repentance. Tear your hearts instead. Return to the Lord your God, for He is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He is eager to relent and not punish. Let's read that verse again. Don't tear your clothing in grief, but tear your hearts instead. Have you ever said you were sorry and didn't mean it? If you say you're sorry and don't have a heart for change, I'm not saying you're not going to mess up again. I apologized about something this morning. And as I apologized, I had a heart that I wanted to change. Even though I've messed up in some of these areas before, I say, man, when I apologize, I really want to change. I really want to change. An apology without an intention or a motive of change is just an apology, isn't it? Like mom used to say, you're sorry you got caught. <laughs> That's so much, we're so much more than that. We're beyond that. Don't tear your clothing in grief. Tear your hearts instead. Don't let it just be an outward show of, man, I just really want change. I'm sorry, man. No. Tear your heart instead. Return to the Lord your God, for He is merciful and compassionate. Slow to get angry, praise God, and filled with unfailing love. He is eager to relent and not punish. God is actually eager to work it out with you. By the blood of Jesus and spending time with Him, God is always eager to meet up with you. Have you noticed that? Over the years, those that are close to me, once in a while I'll say this, and it's, it's just one of my things, but it's so true. I'll tell people, man, you know what? God, God won't leave me alone about this. I need to go talk to Him about it. Basically, I, I need to go pray. I need to go pray. I, I don't know what it is. You just feel off. You, you, need, to, you need to do that too. And my first point here today relies heavily on Joel 2.13. It's called inner healing. That's the very, very beginning of you changing your mind. That's the very beginning of how change begins in your mind, is you to be healed inside. That's a touchy subject, I know. And when you, when you get to the point where you say, man, I, I really do need to be healed, you're being honest with yourself. You're being honest with God. God already knows. Chances are people around you already know, huh? People have been dealing with you, and they're like, what's up with you, bro? What's up with you, sis? Why, like, what's going on here? Why, 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 why does this keep, what's? And you know how it is. Have you ever been there where you're so bothered about something that you're looking for reasons to be bothered, and it's not all that, is it? You ever been there? I've been there. Even, even recently, even recently, I, I, and I can feel God dealing with me about it. It's like, that, that's not what's bothering you. Even if I don't know what it is, sometimes I'm like, no, it, I think that's it. Or I think, I'm just not, I haven't always been good at being introspective. Maybe I'm getting better as I get older in that area, but I just have to ask God and talk to God and talk to my wife. Sometimes I'm like, what is going on here? This, this is, I'm bothered, but I don't know exactly what it is. What do I need? All I know is the basics, and I know I know, I know that I need to be honest. I need to be honest. We don't realize that we're hurting ourselves when we, when we, when we live a lie. I'm going to tell you right now, I've never seen a life that has been benefited by a bunch of secrets. Never. 
I've never seen one life that was just blessed beyond measure by all their secrets. In fact, I've seen lives fall apart because they had so many secrets. I've seen it. One of my downfalls years ago was my secrets. I learned that, man, to be healed, I need to be honest. I need to get right with God, number one, and I need to get right with other people. That's your job as a believer. All right? Get, make sure you're right with God. You accept Jesus. You r- repent. You say, man, I'm already a believer. Well, if you have some unconfessed sin in your life, talk to God about it. Get right with God. Get right with other people. So you need to be honest. Number two, you need to ask God to heal you. It's that simple, huh? Remember that video? This morning he said, man, it's that easy. Yeah, ask God to help you. Ask God to help you, huh? Ask God to heal you. And these are little miniature points under inner healing, but number three, be accountable. Everyone has to answer to someone. Everyone has to answer to someone. Can I get an amen in this quiet house? I know it's Labor Day weekend, but here we are. Everyone has to answer to someone. And people say, well, I'm going to get married, but I'm not going to be accountable. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Say, well, I'm going to be in a relationship. I'm going to be really close friends with this person, but I'm going to have lots of secrets, and I'm just not going to be accountable. I'm going to do whatever I want to do in this relationship. It doesn't work that way. Sometimes I think people are just going to be bad. Have you ever noticed that? You ever notice that? Man, I ain't listening to nobody. I'm going to just be bad. Well, guess what? I mean, I'm probably not talking to anybody in here, but there are those that they were just bad. They weren't accountable. They went to prison. Or they got themselves killed. Or they did some crazy dumb thing because their mind wasn't right. They didn't allow God to renew their mind. They weren't honest. They never asked God to heal them. They were never accountable. And I've got to say this again. Nobody ever profited from a life full of secrets. Secrets will just about wipe you out. I'm not talking about you're sneaking around getting a gift for someone. You know, it's Christmas time. You've got to have little secrets there. That's fine. Or you're doing a surprise. But secrets? Oh, yeah, Scripture talks about it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. Secrets are little foxes that turn into really, really big wolves later. Two different animals there, I realize that. But they, they morph into big, ravening wolves, and they eat you alive. And you, you know how it is. You had a secret. You said, man, I'm just... I, I just, it'll hurt them too much, or it'll hurt me too much. Many times with our secrets, it's because we're embarrassed, we're ashamed. You know what's terrible about being there is the devil lies to you the whole time. The devil tempts you to do stuff, and we're not blaming him for everything because it's our own mind, it's our own decisions. But we get tempted and enticed even by our own flesh to do stuff, and then the enemy goes, oh, that was bad. Right? You ever been there? Can you imagine someone getting you to do something bad? And then they go, oh, you're terrible. That's how it works, huh? Work on your mind. Work on your mind. Work on your mind. And you show up, you did it, and then you feel awful about it. And then the next step is, and the enemy lies, and we lie to ourselves and say, I can't tell any, anybody about this. They're not going to look at me the same. No, that's, that's where being accountable comes in. You, you get connected to someone who loves you despite. Who loves you despite and through it all. They just love you. They know the funkiest thing about you and they still love you, like God, like someone you trust in God, and you got to be able to talk. Remember, the book of James says, 
Confess your faults one to another so that you may be healed. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but if you're trying to carry those secrets by yourself, you were never called to carry, you were never, ever, ever called to carry that load by yourself. You need to talk to someone, even if it's just one person. It'll make a world of difference, I promise. I promise. I've had people do that. I've done that, but I've seen people go, oh my gosh, I just needed to tell someone. I feel so much better. Really? Yeah. You're carrying it all by yourself. You don't want that. So inner healing. You've got, you've got to allow God to heal you. You can't, you can't just fudge and fake it because then I'm thinking of someone right now. They are not in this place. Someone who I love dearly. They're older than me, and I've watched their life be a study in one failure, mistake, and blame game. One step after another. Failure, mistake, blame everybody. Failure, mistake, blame everybody. Failure, mistake, blame everybody. They're older than me now. They're older than me. And they're just now coming to the place where they say, wow, I need to get, I need to get it together. That's tough. And this person, I remember this person years ago. Years ago. My mom said, hey, you need to go to spiritual warfare class. You know what this person said? I was there. They said, record it and send it to me. Huh. I'm not saying anybody is compelled to go to spiritual warfare class. I'm saying, and Pastor does a fabulous job of teaching it. His classes have grown. People are learning. and They're being trained and discipled in God. But you know what? God puts stops along the way and says, hey, stop here. Here's your chance. And I'm going to, I think I'll. No, I'm going to, I'm going to. And like Pastor Joel Stock still says, one day we stand before God and say, well, God, what it was. Can you imagine? The God of the universe has, oh, no, God, what it was, man. I mean, my mom was tripping. My dad, I mean, I, I came up in this house, you know. Uh, my dad wasn't there. And, hey, that's tough. It is. And God knows that. But you go and stand before God, and God says, I gave you every chance, every opportunity every chance and opportunity to do the right thing by deciding for yourself to be healed on the inside. Inner healing. Allow God to do that. We'll get into more of that later. That's powerful. A large part of your, you changing your mind, allowing God to heal you inside, point two is I've been hitting this hard the last couple weeks. I'm going to hit it again. Is the word. You heard that in the video this morning. Let's go to Hebrews 4.12. And I want to talk to you about this verse because this is powerful. Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. That's a sharp sword. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. We were talking about this in Bible study a few weeks ago, and you remember that we talked about you'll know people by their fruit. How can you be a fruit inspector? Not a judgmental person, but someone with common sense and wisdom from God. How can you be a fruit inspector? You learn the word. You go, that ain't right. I know they're saying all this, but that ain't right. That's weird. You are a fruit inspector. Not that you're going out pointing out everything, but you got to be careful not to be deceived because there's a lot of stuff out there. Remember a few years ago, there was some lady that was popular on social media. 
And I think people were like, oh, she's a Christian and this and that. And she has some good points. But then, and I remember this, she would just drop big cuss words. How would people hear me as a man of God if I'm saying dirty things? I'm going to tell you right now, most folks in here would be like, I don't know what's up with him, but I ain't hearing from him. Uh-uh. The word decide, The word gives you wisdom. Look at what the word says. The word of God is alive and powerful. It's sharper than the sharp, sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Soul and spirit. With God's word, you can say, hmm, that was of God's spirit. That was my soul. That was my reborn spirit receiving from God. Or... That was my mind, my will, or emotions, and that was off. It's crazy. People can't decide, though. They're, they're not in the Word, and they don't recognize stuff. I've had people tell me, I mean, after someone did some crazy stuff, crazy stuff, it wasn't of God, it was a crazy show or something, and people have told me, wow, that was powerful. And I'm like, yeah, it was powerful, but not like you think. It was, powerful, it was powerfully distracting. It was powerfully strange. Don't let yourself be impressed by strange stuff that doesn't line up with God's Word. And I know people tend to be impressive sometimes, especially if they're showy. And the world can be impressive sometimes. It's all a big game. But then you get back to the Word, and Scripture says the Word of God is alive and powerful. It's so sharp, it divides between soul and spirit. It shows you what things are and what they are not. Real quick, you get into God's Word and you go, that's of God, that's not of God. That's of God, that's not of God. Do you guys, do, do you guys remember uh, David Koresh? Do you guys remember that, early 90s? The Branch Davidian cult in Waco, Texas. We can get into all kinds of conspiracies with that, this, that, and the other, but I'm going to tell you what it was. David Koresh showed up, and it's always weird when someone say, he says, you know I'm, you know, and comedians made fun of it. He showed up, told everybody, you know I'm Jesus. Oh, okay. I remember Arsenio Hall. Y'all remember him? He was on his, his nightly show. He's kind of a comedian. He said, I knew he wasn't Jesus because he was wearing glasses. <laughs> no, but look. So then this guy, this is where you get into cult status. The guy started with the Bible and he would misquote scripture and then pretty soon he had a cult. And then he was telling everybody, your wife is mine and your wife is mine. Dude, what? I don't think so, champ. You'll get the one-two of the spirit or the soul. We just divide that. No, it's just my soul. It ain't of the spirit. One-two is all it takes. Left, right. I don't think so. But people didn't recognize it. Hey, you know I'm Jesus and we're giving out, we're giving out, you know free food and stuff, come join us. I don't know what, how he enticed people. And then they all hold up in this place together. Them against the world. And it was strange. And they were using scripture, but it was off. And like dad says, very true in those spiritual warfare classes, it was the evil triangle. Perversion? Witchcraft? What's the third one, dad? Perversion? Perversion, witchcraft, drugs. Those, those always lead to the other. One leaves to the other. Say, man, witchcraft. Well, see, witchcraft in Galatians chapter 5 is a work of the flesh. It starts off that way. In manipulation, drugs, 
substance abuse, and then it turns into other stuff, real, real outward witchcraft, and that's in the spirit. But how do you know that? Say, oh, Pastor Matt, wow, that's real discerning. Oh, no, it's just in Galatians chapter 5. But this dude had all a whole f- list, David Koresh, a whole list of works of the flesh, and people were like, he's Jesus. Can you imagine? Hebrews 4.12. You go, that's the spirit, that's the soul, that's of God, that's not of God, in ourselves and others. The word shows what's right and what's not. Let's go to Joshua 1.8. Brought this verse up for the past few weeks. Study this book of instruction, how often? Continually. Meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed all you do. When? When you meditate and study and base your life, your foundation, you build your house upon the rock. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night. So you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Another one. Let me give you another one real quick. This is before a lot of folks even remember probably, but some of you remember Jim Jones. Same thing. Started off as a man of God. Then pretty soon he had a cult. And then he takes them to, was it Guyana? French Guyana or something? In South America? And had everybody commit suicide. You've got to watch for stuff, man. You gotta, and you say, oh, no, I'm not, I don't want to be judgmental. Yeah, but don't be foolish. And, and you've got to fall into Scripture and go, man, what does the Word say? You You know a tree by its fruit. What would y'all think of me if I came to church every Sunday and I was disrespecting my authority, my my earthly dad, who's also my spiritual authority, my spiritual father as well as my, my earthly father here, but disrespecting him, treating my wife bad, being mean to y'all, you say, oh, but Pastor Matt's a man of God. I've seen people like that. They get up here, man, and they're anointed. I grew up. I grew up seeing amazing men and women of God, and I saw someone. I was like, wait, I know they're not of Jesus because Jesus was kind, and they're punks. Just common sense. Common sense. That's where you start renewing your mind. You start recognizing truth. And in recognizing truth, you stop telling lies and exaggerating and making up fake stuff. you got to get to the Word, go to the Word, let the Word be your baseline. Are y'all with me? So inner healing, big, big, big challenge. But hey, it's very doable. Renewing your mind, inner healing. Number two, get into the Word like never before. Like never before. And then number three, look at, look at this. Look at the basics and the beauty of the basics. I said this last week, maybe the week before as well. It's very simple. It's just not always easy, is it? How difficult is it to go get a weight and curl it? Anybody? You say, man, I can't do 40s. You could do a 5, though, huh? It's simple, right? But it's not always easy to go and pick up the weight. I know. I know. We're going to work out. I'm like, what? Work out what? Let's talk. Can we just talk? Let's go for a walk. And walks are good. Don't get me wrong. Walks are where it starts. I'm huge about walks. But at some point, you gotta, you got to take care of yourself, right? Say, man, I need to eat better. But McDonald's is having a sale. 
which I think they're always on sale over there, right? Everything's on sale. It's like the Dollar Tree. One lady left a hamburger out for 20 years and it didn't rot. Did y'all look into that? You should look into that. You heard of that? What is that doing in your gut, man, right? <laughs> Got to start somewhere, and it starts small. These are the basics. Inner healing, the word. Now look at this one, point three, prayer. You'd have to do a lot less figuring out if you would let God heal you. You get in his word. He's healing you as you're in his word, and you spend time in prayer. Look at Matthew chapter 26, verse 40. Remember, Jesus was headed to be crucified. He was with his close disciples, right? And they kept falling asleep. You remember the story? Then he returned to the disciples and found them asleep. <laughs> he said to Peter, couldn't you watch with me even one hour? Just one hour? I'm about to go bench press the whole sin of the universe, and you can't hang out with me one hour and stay awake? Look at what he says in verse 41. Keep watch and pray so that you will not give in to temptation. Did he say keep watch and pray so you'll never be tempted? No. He said keep watch and pray so that you will not give in to temptation. Had people over the years tell me, oh, you don't understand, Matt. I had to do that. I'm like, you did? Who forced you? They're like, no, I had to. Mm, I don't think so. This verse explains this. Look at this. For the Spirit is willing. Your Spirit, once you accept Jesus, oh man, your Spirit is on it. You know how it is. You have a deep desire to do right, don't you? Everybody in this house. You accepted Jesus. You want to do right. Say, man, why, do I, why am I on this merry-go-round? you got to get your mind renewed. you got to change your mind. It all begins in the mind. For the Spirit is willing, but the body is weak. One translation says the flesh is weak. The body, I'd like to add to that. The body includes your, your brain, huh? Your mind, your will, your emotions. Man, that's, you, you have spirit, soul, and body. And soul and body, man, they can be great partners or evil partners to fight against your spirit. Years ago, I heard a man of God say, man, we accept Jesus and our spirit man or woman, right, is a little midget about this tall. And your body is kicking him around. And your mind, doing whatever it wants all the time. And that gets to be frustrating after a while. Are you with me? I've been there. I keep just doing what my mind wants. I just keep doing what my body wants. That's frustrating. But you don't have to stay there. Because change begins in the mind. We do these Shakeology shakes. Have you ever seen those? I think they're by Beachbody. It's a fitness and wellness company. Fitness and health company. And I noticed on the box of Shakeology... It said, change begins on the inside. Wow, even physically. Say, oh man, he has big muscles, he's healthy. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. We don't know how he got those big muscles. Those look good. We judge on the outward, I know, but we've got to inspect fruit. For real change, we need the word and prayer every day. You've got to do it often. Scripture says pray without ceasing. I know, we're, I don't think any of us are quite there yet. But we're working on it. There's, you always, you always, God always gives you a chance to make sure it's right. God always gives you a chance to prepare. Have you noticed? Was it 
well over, yeah, yeah, well over a year ago, Dad, Dad started saying, get ready, something's coming. What does he mean? Start praying for people, something's come, coming. Then January, you heard about COVID, we didn't think about it, and then February, and then now, we're still trying to wrap our minds around it. So they closed down the whole world for a, a, a novel coronavirus. What does that mean? So I don't know all the facts, but I know this. I know God's using it to sort some things out. Say, oh, it's political, or it's a, it's a conspiracy, or it's really this, or it's really that. I don't know, but God has called us to be holy and to serve him, and we are our own responsibility. I can't blame anybody else for the state of my inner man. I can't. So change, real change, somebody say real change. Real change begins in the mind. Got to allow God to heal you on the inside. Begin to talk to someone. Be accountable to someone. Lone Rangers, Lone Rangers can't defeat anybody. You guys remember the Lone Ranger? hi Silver, away! Remember that? That's a cool name. He had a mask, I think. He hadn't been on the road to demask us yet. He had a mask and a cool horse, and he had Tonto. But he was the lone ranger. I always wondered about Tonto. I'm like, it's not Tonto, is it? Well, what a bad name for a sidekick. I don't know. Just things that make you wonder. But the lone ranger said he can conquer it all. No, you need a team. And that's why you're here at church on a Sunday. That's why you come on Wednesday nights. That's why you're part of a connect group. I encourage you, if you're not part of a connect group, become part of one. You need the small group. You need each other for inner healing, number one. Number two, to help each other get in the word, talk about the word. Number three, to encourage each other to pray. Did you know, and I'll wrap it up with this. Did anybody remember a guy? I mean, he's kind of well-known. Uh, Michael Jordan? Remember him? Maybe you've heard of him. Some of you are wearing his shoes. Some of you have several of his shoes. Michael Jordan. Did you know when he was drafted to the Chicago Bulls in the early 80s, did you know he was a very talented young man? Those that have followed his story, maybe some of you have seen the documentaries recently, but did you know he didn't ever get any championships until he had a team around him, a good team? They would struggle, they would struggle. He'd take over the game, score 60 points, and they still couldn't beat the old school dudes like the Boston Celtics. They just couldn't. I mean, they had a team, they were professionals, but they didn't work well as a team, and it was Jordan, the one-man team. And that didn't work. How many of you know that doesn't work? Even Michael Jordan needed a team. Here's what's fascinating. The God of the universe, Jesus, he showed up, came to the planet, came of age, was baptized in the River Jordan, went out into the wilderness, came back, and started picking a team. The God of the universe surrounded himself with a team, and he knew when he went back to heaven, he died and rose again and went back to heaven, he knew they were going to need each other. And of the 12, only 11 made it, because one, Scripture says, one was a devil. But those 11 turned the world on its head. So if the Apostle Peter needed a team, don't you think you need to be part of a team? Matthew, 
James, all these folks that, wow, they were all part of a team. Martha and Mary, they were part of the team. They were part of the extended family of Jesus there, and they all needed each other. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes. You can't do it on your, on your own. You can't. But once again, change begins in the mind. You have to change the way you think. It all begins in your mind. Is there anyone in the house who says, Pastor Matt, I just need to get right with God today? Anybody at all? Did you raise your hand? I'm going to pray with you. Make sure you're, you're straight. And if not, then we're going to move on to the next item. But is there anyone who says, man, you know what? I just, I'm going to pray anyway, even for those online. Would everybody repeat this prayer with me? Say, Heavenly Father, I already know that you are my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for the finished work of the cross. I know I'm cleansed. I know I'm forgiven. Help me when I fail. Now I need your help. I need your help to renew my mind. Let my mind be like the mind of Christ. Like Scripture says. I want everybody to say that with me. Say, I have, by faith, the mind of Christ. I'm not confused. I'm not lost. I'm found. And my mind is renewed daily by correct decisions, and by filling up on the Word. I thank you that I'm right with you, Lord. Cleanse me. Forgive me of anything that would grieve you. In Jesus' name. That same spirit of worship and reverence, I'm going to speak a blessing and a prayer over you today. Father, as your people are gathered here today, we know that we must renew our minds. It's on the daily. We must reach out to you so that you can reach into us, God, and continue to change things. We reach out to you, and you reach back into us. God, Scripture says, Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Seek, and you shall find. Hmm. So true, true God. We seek you, Lord, but we seek, seek a total renewal of our mind today. We need it so bad, and we cry out for it, God. We don't want to just be nominal believers, nominal Christians. We don't. We want to be close to you, God. And I know, I know, God, naturally, humans are lazy in certain areas. Not in all areas, but, Father, we know that there's some areas we say, man, I just don't want to do that. But, Lord, encourage us, draw us to you. Strengthen us, strengthen us, strengthen us for the battle ahead. We need you so much, God, and we know that we're going to need a renewed mind for the rest of this year and next year because the world just can't figure it out. Because the world system, God, apart from you, they're floundering. But, Lord, we've been called to be your people. Said in the book of Daniel, those that know their God will do amazing exploits. Those that know their God. Despite it all, those that know their God will do great things. We want to know you like never before, Father. I thank you today, Lord, that you're helping us to be healed on the inside. Father, heal us. 
Let us all take steps today in areas where we need healing in Jesus' name. All of us. Let us all take steps today to talk to someone, to talk to you about it, all of the above, Lord, to start with inner healing and to get into the word and prayer, Lord, the basics, the basics of Christianity. Spending time with you and other godly people. Thank you, Father, for today. I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, I thank you. While we're praying, would you go ahead and put up Romans 12, 2 real quick on the screen? I want everybody to see that in the New Living Translation. I referred to it in the video, Romans 12, 2. That wasn't part of the plan today, but check this out. How powerful is this? You know that you've noticed that the world system doesn't quite work, does it? If it worked, you wouldn't have problems with the economy every seven, six, six or seven years. You wouldn't have banking issues and all this other stuff. Look at this. We know that the world system doesn't work, so here's what we have to do. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Your homework is read that verse this week. Romans 12, 2. Read it. Study it. Romans 12, 2. Read it. Really, look at it. Look at it in different translations. It all points to the same thing, but that is so powerful. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Can I get an amen in this house? God is faithful. Let's give the Lord a clap offering today. <laughs> Praise God. Does anybody need an envelope for tither offering? We will see to you quickly. Raise your hand. There's one. We give in person, or you can give at the office during the week. Or you can go to kingsgatehobs.com, or you can text to give at 45777. Follow those instructions on the screen there, whether you're at home right now or here in this house. Same thing on the screen there. Give online, 45777. All right, let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for this amazing group of people. I plead the blood of Jesus over them and their families, over those that couldn't join us today because of the holiday weekend. They're out and about or traveling, Lord, or whatever. Be with them. Strengthen them. Lord, help us to renew our minds. Speak to us about that today. Let it play in our heads over and over and over again. Do not copy the customs and behavior of this world. But, Lord, that we would become a new person by letting you change the way we think. You would transform our minds. I thank you, God Almighty. I praise you, Heavenly Father. And Lord, in renewing our mind, that you would draw us to give to your kingdom. You don't need the money. But Lord, it's part of our covenant with you to give and to receive blessing in doing so. Thank you for that. We give today with full and whole hearts. We worship you in Jesus' name. Amen.